The following is a message from the pulpit of Parkside Baptist Church in Mesquite, Texas, led by Pastor Mike Wells. Go back to the book of Job, if you will, the book of Job, chapter 42, and in verse 5, the Bible says, I have heard of thee uh, by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. I want to preach this morning on uh, uh, if you never hear, you'll never see. If you never hear, you'll never see. I remember the very first time I took my wife to Maryland. And of course, we were dating at that time, and uh, my parents said that we'd, we'd, uh, we'd really like to be able to meet her before you get too involved. And I said, okay. And so we scheduled a, a, a trip, and so we flew up to Maryland. And uh, I, I've been talking about my wife for a long time, you know, Sylvia. I've just been talking about her and most beautiful girl I've ever seen. And boy, I was just talking and talking and talking to my parents that uh, all of a sudden when Sylvia walked into the house, here's what my dad said, your words were correct. Your words were correct. And then my mom started to talk to her as a mom would talk to possibly a potential spouse of one of her children and she started grilling her asking her question after question after question after question I mean can you I mean the important questions can you cook <laughs> the important questions do you know how to iron you know uh, have you ever had disagreements with your parents uh, what was that over I mean she just grilled her you know just spent hours with her just grilling her and so my wife came out of there shaking like a leaf in the winter time you know and so uh, but uh, all these many years been married 35 years and uh, what a blessing it's been uh, matter of fact she's in Florida right now I'm flying down to do a preacher's meeting Monday and Tuesday and she said hey can I go down and see my parents for a couple of days I said yeah just just go just have a great time and so she'll be meeting me at the airport we'll get sugar together now, for those of us that are married, we know what that is. That means we exchange kisses. That's what that is. It's not that we're going to go to the candy store. I'm allergic to that. Uh, and so, but uh, here's what we see. He says, I have heard of thee. It says, by the hearing of the ear. And then he says, uh, but now mine eye seeth thee. Uh, I think the way we ought to talk about the Savior is so much that when people get to heaven said, you know, uh, you guys talked about him so much, and now, wow, I just get to see him. Wouldn't that be a neat thing to do? Uh, wouldn't it be a neat thing to be able to talk to your friends, your relatives, your loved ones, and uh, be able to depict him to be so wonderful? You know, the Bible says, taste of the Lord and see that he is good. That's what our Bible says. And so uh, I, I don't think you can make him look any better than he is, but we can sure do a, a job in making him look worse than he is. And so I think we ought to take and try to talk about him as much as we possibly can. Uh, I, I'm telling this with permission. And so my wife said, uh, on the way to Florida, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed. I said, well, tell me about it and I'll enjoy the story. And she said, well, she said, you know, Mike, we had one of those rough landings. She said, it's the roughest landing on an airplane I ever had in my life. And she said, I, I was just scared. I was just scared. She said, man, we hit it hard. Boom, like that. She said, it was just rough. She said, so I grabbed. <clears throat> I mean, I'm talking about like eagle grab. <clears throat> she said, and I eagle grabbed. <clears throat> and I didn't realize it until we landed. I grabbed this guy's knee and I grabbed this guy's knee. <laughs> and she said, once I landed, I realized, oh, 
oh, I'm so embarrassed. And she said, that guy there and that guy there sitting on both sides of me. They just laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. I said, I'm glad you didn't grab me by the neck. And so, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's a wonderful thing to be able uh, to have a Savior that you can talk about and be able to share great things about our Savior. And, you know, because of that, if you're right with the Lord, it's easier to be right with your spouse. Yeah, it is. Uh, if you're right with the Lord, it's easier to be right with your children. If you're right with the Lord, it's easier to be right with other people around you. And so let's notice some things here. Uh, the Bible says in James chapter 1 and verse 8, the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Well, what does that mean? Well, uh, as we read the verse a moment ago, here's a person that heard, and he said, now I see. And what I heard testifies of what now I see. Well, here's a person, uh, the Bible says, is double-minded. What's that mean? It means he has two minds. Uh, means uh, maybe he's not convinced about something, or maybe he's convinced about it for a little while, and then he backs off, not convinced about it as much the second time, or maybe he backs off, and he kind of waffles back and forth. You know, one day he's excited about God, next day he's not excited about God, or one day he's pro-God, next day he's not pro-God, uh, one day he is pro-Baptist, uh, next day he's not pro-baptist uh, you know one day he's pro-parents uh, next day not pro-parents and, and they just kind of waffle back and forth well the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways so how does a person uh, be able to have a mind that is focused well I think it depends on who you allow to influence you uh, you can allow the wrong people to influence you and it changes the way that you think and so with that in mind, let's talk about this morning how you and I can be the right-minded type of person because if you never hear, you will never see. Let me give you some statements. Statement number one, uh, everyone will face the same type of thing sooner or later. Everyone will face the same type of things sooner or later. Um, amazing verse over in Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 9, the Bible says the thing uh, that hath been is it listen to it now it is that which shall be he said so the things that were is the things that will be he says this he says and the things which is done that which shall be done so the things that have been done are the things that will be done then he makes a statement he says and there is no new thing under the sun so the same thing that you're facing in your life somebody else already faced the same thing that uh, you're facing now in the future somebody else is going to face the bible says in ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1 the bible says in everything it says to everything there's a season uh, a time uh, it says to every purpose under the heaven a time to be born a time to die a time to plant a time to be plucked up that which is planted a time to weep a time to laugh a time to mourn a time to dance a time to cast away stones a time to gather uh, stones together a time to embrace a time to refrain from embracing a time to get a time to lose a time to keep a time to cast away a time to rid a time to sow a time to uh, keep silent a time to speak a time to love a time to hate a time to war and a time of peace and so God says look uh, there's different times in your life that you're going to go through there's different challenges in your life that you're going to face i've got news for you one day somebody's going to die that you love 
I've got news for you. One day your mind's not going to be as clear as it is today. There may be a day when you have a child that grows up that disappoints you. There may be a day when all of a sudden one of your children dies early in a wreck. Might be a day when your best friend decides to move to a different country. Uh, might be a day when all of a sudden uh, one of your children uh, has children. They get married, they have children, and one of your grandchildren has trouble. Uh, I'm saying the Bible says here, the Bible says that uh, everyone is going to face the same type of thing sooner or later. Don't ever get to the point in the place where you think I'm the only one. I'm the only one that's going through this. Nobody else is going through this. I'm the only one that's challenged. Nobody else is challenged. Uh, God, it, you're just hard on me. No, no, everyone's going to face the same type of thing sooner or later. Statement number one. Uh, statement number two, uh, everyone looks at the same thing differently. Everybody looks at it differently. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 12, the Bible says, and now we see through a glass darkly. If I have a glass and it's got uh, maybe not clear water in it and I set it up here and I've got Denton Bell, he's standing right there, I'm standing right here, we're looking into the same glass, we're going to see it differently. If you hold it up and maybe it's clear water and you're looking through it, uh, as you look through it, one person looking through it differently than you're looking through it, they're going to see something different. Two people have an accident. Uh, both are involved in the accident. One bystander will give testimony uh, that they saw it differently than another bystander. You know why? Because they see it differently. It's not that it was different. They just see it differently. That's how come husbands and wives have fusses. You know why? Because one sees it differently than the other. That's why uh, parents and children sometimes don't get along. You know why? Because they see it differently than the other. Uh, that's why church members have a hard time, because they see it differently than the other person. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, and now we see through a glass darkly, and then face to face. Uh, and now it says, I know in part, uh, but then uh, I know even uh, as also I am known. He said, there's going to be a day when you see it just perfect. There's going to be a day when it just makes sense. There's going to be a day when all the troubles you've gone through, all the problems you've gone through, all the difficulties that you've gone through, one day it's all going to make sense. Might not make sense right now, but that's okay. You're not ready to receive uh, understanding it right now. Sometimes I think we put God uh, in such a limited position, and we say, well, I need to understand it right now. Maybe it's not God's will you understand it right now. I wish God would show me what I'm supposed to do two years from now. Maybe you're not uh, ready to understand what you're supposed to do two years from now. God will only trust you with what you're capable of handling. So sometimes God's got to walk with you slow. Why? Uh, just because he loves you. He don't want to blow your mind. The Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 17, the Bible says that Elisha prayed and he said, Lord, he said, I pray thee. He says, uh, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold mountains full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. So uh, here the servant comes in and says, uh, Master, he said, we're in trouble. He said, uh, all those armies are out there and uh, they're going to come in and they're going to 
slaughter us. Uh, but uh, uh, Elijah looked out there. He didn't see the armies as much as he saw the chariots of the Lord thy God. He knew that God could take care of it. Uh, they both looked the same direction and they saw two different things. Uh, sometimes a person will go through uh, different trials in their life. One will see God and one will give up hope. One will see, hey, this is an opportunity to serve God. And the other one throws in the towel. It really depends on how you're viewing it. Everybody looks at things differently. They say that two people giving witness to a car accident, 95% uh, of the time, 95% of the time will have conflicting stories. Two people viewing the same accident, 95% of the time we have conflicting stories. Viewing the same thing, but not seeing the same thing. Statement number next, uh, everyone reacts differently to the same. Everyone reacts differently to the same. Romans chapter eight and verse 28, the Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. That's one way to react. Paul said, wait a minute, man. Everything I've gone through is for his purpose. It's for good. But I met some Christians that don't see any good. I met Christians that get bitter. I met uh, Christians that all of a sudden they go through trials and they say, God, it's not right. God, you're judging me. It's not right. Well, first off, who are you to judge God that God is judging you wrong? God is in control. You say, but uh, I have a right to tell him uh, what I think, but I don't believe you ought to display your foolish thoughts on it. It's okay, if you will, to wonder, but don't get angry at God. Don't shake your fist at God. Uh, I've been to baby land. I've preached the funerals of twins. Had a dear couple in our church many years ago. I loved them. They had twins. They both died. I've been the baby land. Uh, I watched that dear couple hold hands standing beside the grave of two precious babies. And they wept. But they never got bitter. Depends on how you look at it. I was talking to the mother one day and she said this. She said, I'm thankful that we got to spend just a few days just a few days you know you can look at it and say well they just they uh, uh god it's all god's fault and he took my child but did you have the child a few days were you able to spend time together holding each other's hand during the time of distress all depends how you look at it i was up in uh, tennessee i pastored in tennessee for years and uh uh, I had the privilege to lead these two men to Christ. They're both police officers. One worked down at the, the, the prison. The other worked as a police officer on the road. One day, the guy that worked down at the prison fell asleep on the way home, went off an embankment, hit a tree, decapitated him, took his, took his head off. Whole family was attending our church. When they came to church, they'd fill up two or three rows. Big family. Uh, God allowed me to work in their lives and to be able to help them and got them in the church and started pastoring them uh, Very caring people Never will forget. I do it even today. 
I meet with a family before we go into a funeral service, and I'll, I'll, I'll say, I want you to brace yourself. I love you. But what you're seeing is just the, the skeleton, the body of the person. That's all. That's all. They're already in heaven. I tell them if, that, if they're saved, they're already in heaven. It's going to be okay. So let's pray together. But I, I just want you to, to brace yourself. Always trying to help people and love people before they go in because it's a shock to some people. And so I did this with this family. Everything was okay. We went into the viewing that night. This was the night before the funeral. Went into the viewing that night, and the mother just lost it. She's lost it. Just lost it. She went over. She started grabbing her son, shaking her son, hugging her son, would not let go, just crying profusely, just saying, I can't believe you're gone. You know, can I tell you, people take it differently. They take it differently. Even good Christians have difficult times when facing difficulty. Don't ever get to the point in the place, my dear beloved friend, where you say, well, I tell you what, they should have been a better Christian than that. You have not walked in their shoes. You have no idea what they're going through. Well, you don't understand, preacher. If they were walking with God, they'd have the peace of God. You don't know that. When all of a sudden the uh, uh, tornadoes touched down, uh, I remember uh, back in the day, Weslowski, your house, I got devastated. I rode through that neighborhood trying to help families and encourage people. All these houses devastated. I talked to different of his neighbors uh, throughout different times when I was over the neighborhood. Somebody would take it one way, another person taking it another way. I'm saying this. I'm saying that everyone reacts differently to the same thing. Uh, Brother Weldon was a, I, I've talked about Brother Weldon several times. Uh, when I pastored in Tennessee, he fought in World War II. Uh, good, good man, uh, strong grip like some of our men that's here. And he came up one day, and I was mowing the lawn. We had five acres. He said, Preacher, you don't need to do that no more. You can go soul winning. You can read your Bible. You can pray. You do the work of the ministry. I'll take care of the grass. He mowed the lawn for about a month and a half, two months, never will forget. One day he drove up. It was not lawn mowing day. He walked in my office. He's in his 70s. His face is all jittering, bottom lip just quivering, tears streaming down his face. I said, Brother Weldon, what's going on? He said, my daughter just died. I don't know what to do. I said, let's talk. We sat down, we talked, we hugged, we prayed. Tried to encourage him, pat him on the back. He said, a preacher, he said, now, you know, Friday I'm supposed to mow. I said, no, 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 I got this. I got this. Oh, no, no. He said, I'm telling you that because I'm mowing Friday. That mowing will help me. Because out there I'm doing something for God that will help me. I know people that do this. They go through devastations in their life. They throw up the towel. They say, that's it. That's it. Now, I've gone through something rough. I'm not going back to church anymore. I'm not going to serve God anymore. I'm not going to take and do anything anymore. Just forget it, and they'll walk out. Now, can I tell you, you don't need to be that way. Amen. Statement number one, uh, everyone will face the same type of things sooner or later. Statement number two, uh, everyone looks at the same thing differently. Statement number three, everyone reacts differently to the same thing. Statement number uh, four, almost done. Uh, everyone sees what they have heard. My parents, I, I painted a beautiful picture of Sylvia. Now, I'm glad that she was true to the description. 
because my dad would have told me otherwise. <laughs> she goes walking in the living room, and he said just what you said. You know, now, uh, here's what the Bible teaches. The, the Bible teaches here that uh, everyone reacts, if you will, to the same thing differently, and everyone sees what they have heard. Go down to the state fair. Uh, young people say, man, you need to ride that thing. Need to ride that thing. It is fun. Matter of fact, they put the seatbelt over you, and it doesn't matter how tight you get it, you're going to be lifted. <laughs> so they visualize. Come on. Uh, go down to Sweet Frog. Not an advertisement, just an illustration. Go down to Sweet Frog, and uh, you hear about this particular flavor. And you say, I can't wait. Ooh, it's going to be good. I can't wait. I'm, 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 I'm just putting it all on there. It's going to be great. All right, you get down there, and you've already tasted it on the parking lot as you were pulling up. Yeah. I'm saying this, that everyone sees what they have heard. Job chapter 42, Job 42 and verse 5, he says, I have, see, I have heard of thee, it says, uh, by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. They would travel from far and wide just to see all that Solomon had. Uh, they said, man, richest man in the world. And here's what they said. Uh, each one of them that came that said this, it's better than what I heard. That's the way it ought to be. You and I go out, we talk to people about God, we talk to people about the Lord. When they come to church, they ought to say, man, it is better than what I thought it would have been. You see here, uh, you see that uh, there's those, if you will, that are influenced by what we say. Job 42 and verse 5 again, he says, I, I've heard of thee by the hearing. He says, and now, he says, I've seen. Oprah Winfrey said this. She said, Jesus Christ is... Uh, uh, is an egoman, uh, e egomanic person, egomanic person. In other words, his ego is just really big. Now, can I tell you, listen, I believe that our God is just. I believe he's holy. Uh, I believe that he's not somebody that discredits somebody else. But because you hear something like that, if you're not careful when she said something like that years ago, that will influence you. Somebody says, well, the Bible's not true. You hear it, it'll influence you. There needs to be somebody that stands up and tells the truth. The Bible is true every single bit of it. Somebody says, well, it's okay to get an abortion. Who told you that? Somebody says, well, it's all right to rebel. Where'd you learn that? Somebody says, well, it's okay for two people to live together unmarried. Who taught you that? Somebody says, well, you're supposed to live off the government. Always be a welfare recipient. Where'd you get that from? Uh, somebody says, well, uh, rock music and drugs and drinking and smoking and, and uh, all these things, they're acceptable. Who told you that? See, when you're listening to those type of things, if you're not careful, you'll begin to become that which is prey to what you hear. Why not listen about God is good? Why not listen about, hey, uh, live holy? Why not listen about, hey, uh, uh, let's care about other people? Uh, why not listen to good old-fashioned Bible preaching that will cause you to be closer to God than farther away from God? I think there needs to be the balance. Separation, I think, uh, could be preached just one way. Don't, 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 don't. I think you could preach it that way. 
Separation could be preached, do, 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 do. Could be preached only that way. The balance of don't do, or rather do, don't. There's got to be the balance. A, a just balance is that which is a delight to the Lord, not an unjust balance. Uh, Job 38 uh, here you see in Job 38 verse 1 he says and the Lord answered Job uh, out of the whirlwind and said now this is when Job is having a difficult time inside of his heart and he's uh, beginning to doubt and he said uh, uh, who, who, who is this uh, that darkened the, the counsel of my words without knowledge uh, in other words Job why are you doubting who's talked to you he said uh, uh, gird up now thy loins like a man he says, uh, I demand of thee, uh, and answer uh, thou me. In other words, Job, who's been talking to you? Why are you doubting God? Why are you doubting God's goodness? Who's whispering in your ear? Uh, who has stopped you from praying? Who has stopped you from attending the assembly? Who has stopped you from talking about the wonderful uh, uh, majesty of God who stopped you? The Bible says, was thou there, in verse 4, uh, when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare, if thou, if thou has understanding. Uh, who hath uh, laid the measures thereof, uh, if thou knowest? And, and who hath stretched the line upon it? Upon, it says, uh, are the fountains thereof fastened? And, and, and who have laid the cornerstone thereof? And, and when the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy, or uh, uh, when the, uh, uh, shut, when, when, uh, who shut up the sea and the doors and, and break forth and uh, having uh, issued, it says, out of the wound. He said, don't you understand? I'm the one that did that. Don't let man take away from the glory of God. Man walks around cocky and arrogant, says, well, I'm going to be successful. Uh, you can't be successful without the one giving you the power to be able to be successful. Don't walk out on God. Why? Because he never walked out on you. Here's what we see. Two people watching a, a football game. One's in it, one's not. Two people watching a basketball game. Uh, one's in it. I'm talking about those that are fans. One's not. Two people watching our peewee soccer. Uh, uh, one in the pew, uh, in the stands, is in it. And the bleachers, the other's not. Why? Time invested. Money invested. Hope invested. Dreams invested. Uh, uh, they've got a relative playing. They've got a friend playing. I've watched some of you parents. All of a sudden, your junior boy gets out there and he goes to kick the ball. Man, you're standing up. Yeah! Yeah! You know, you're, you're, I mean, your face is turning red. Perspiration's coming out of your brow, protruding down the sides of each one of your uh, side of your face. Your ears are turning red. The blood vessel's poking out, you know? And that's just because they attempt to kick the ball. They didn't kicked it yet. I, I'm saying this, I'm saying that we understand that everyone, if you will, sees uh, what they have heard. Statement number last, I'm done. Everyone makes decisions based on what they heard about what they've seen. Now, this is really neat. Matthew chapter uh, 14, verse uh, 13, the Bible says, when Jesus heard 
of it, he departed, it says, thence into a ship, into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. Then listen to the next statement, verse 14, Matthew 14. The Bible says, and Jesus went forth and saw. So first he heard, and then he went to see. You know, before a person gets saved, they have to hear, believe, and accept. But first they have to hear. How can they hear without a preacher? That's why we send missionaries. That's why we train soul winners. That's why we run buses. That's why we think that everybody ought to uh, try their best in sharing the gospel in some way. The Bible says, And Jesus went forth, and he saw the great multitude, and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. Uh, so first, it takes place uh, by hearing. You hear it in the heart. Holy Spirit whispers to you. You hear it. Maybe you hear somebody's testimony. Maybe you hear somebody's testimony. Uh, uh, the, the people that are the directors of these uh, of uh, these uh, carnival grounds where they go in and they give the gospel uh, has contacted me and said, would you come and would you speak to all these that go into the fairs because you got saved at a fair? So would you come, just you coming, saying, hey, look, don't give up. Don't quit. That guy walks through the fairground, doesn't look like you, needs the gospel. Don't quit. You see, God can use your voice to help somebody else to see what they can do. I've said often, I, I, I've said this often, if God could take somebody like me, send me on mission fields around the world, help pastors start independent Baptist churches, uh, uh, be able to take and, and love people and help people and encourage people and start sowing programs and missions programs and independent Baptist churches, man, if, somebody, if God can take somebody like me that didn't get saved until I was 18 years old, now, what can he do with you? Those of you that are younger, those of you that's got your whole life ahead of you, what could he do with you? Here it is, and I'm done. You'll see here that Jesus heard, the people heard. They came to see him, why they heard about him. Jesus went to speak to them, why he heard about them. And because he heard about them, when he went there, he was moved with compassion on them. Why? Because first he heard, and then he saw. If you and I would get the burden of following uh, what God shows us that we need to hear inside of our hearts, come on. Uh, I remember when, uh, many years ago, went into evangelism, and when I went into evangelism, I, I made a, uh, my wife and I talked, and I made a little policy, and that was this. First come, first serve. For you, that's not a new policy, but that was their policy. So if a church called and they booked me and they were running 50, and another church called, they wanted me to preach the same week, but they called later, and they're running 500. Guess where I went? Went to the 50. Because I believe that's the one that God wanted me to go to. Now, can I tell you? Listen to what God has for you. Listen to what God has for you. You'll be amazed at how God can use the Word of God and what you hear to help you to see. Three things real quick. Hang around 
God's people, you'll hear the right things. Amen. Statement number next, hang around God. Amen. You'll get to hear the right things. Ready? Hang around that which is good preaching. You'll get to hear the right things. Father, bless we do pray. Thank Thank you for joining us today. For more audio or video content, you can visit our website at parksidebaptist.org.